Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of the Scriptures Revealed Podcast and I am excited to continue this journey with you through the Scriptures as we begin to walk through these stories. You know, the Bible is a phenomenal book and I and I used to do this more often and I feel the need uh, to encourage you guys and to, and to do this again with you about the power of the Word of God. I'm telling you, the reason why I'm going through these stories is so that we can fall in love with the Scriptures again and again again and again and again because that is the power and the beauty of your Bible is that it really does have the power to change and radically transform your life. The the scriptures can really do that. The scriptures can change your personality. It can change your attitude. It can change your perspective. It can change your level. It can change the dimension of your life. It can change whether you walk under the blessings of God or whether you walk under the consequences of your bad choices. It can alter your life. All you have to do is fall in love with it. All you have to do is read it and meditate on it and study it and it can revolutionize your life. So that is why I am excited. I am passionate about the Bible. I am passionate about sharing these stories because these are not just stories. They're locked and encoded in these stories are life changing principles that can alter and change your life forever. So I thank you all for being a part of this journey with me. Now, Last episode, we began to delve into the creation of humanity and the creation of the Adam, which is the human race. Now, again, if I took time to dissect everything that is involved in every story we're going to share this year, I, I, we just would always run out of time. We would never have enough time. There's just so much there. So as I'm sharing these stories and going through it and, and, and unlocking some wisdom and revelation and principles and insights, I want you to digest it and eat it. But then I want you to take it and go study on your own and, and delve more into these mysteries and search these things out because there's so much in it. I mean, last episode, we talked about how humans are the crowning of creation. It is God putting a crown on creation. And, and we talked about how the creation of, of, of the human race was really God getting his offspring into the earth. God wanted his offspring. God wanted a representative in the earth to represent his interests. I'm telling you, there were some marvelous things we discussed in that episode. And you want to go back and listen to it if you missed it. And if you didn't miss it, go back and listen anyway, because I promise you, every time you listen, you're going to hear something new. You're going to hear something different. And you're going to hear something that's going to open up a whole new trail of revelation for you to start your own uh, journey of discovery and searching too. So you don't want to miss that. You want to be a part of that. Now, I am going into story number three this episode, okay? This is story number three. Now, again, I wish I can go back over the humanity and delve more into it because there's so much to it, but I cannot because I got to keep moving. <laughs> but the story... Um, after that, so we dealt with the creation. We dealt with in the beginning and talked about what that was and, and how the, we are not dealing actually with the beginning of time. We're dealing with the beginning of a story and we're talking about a place and we're talking about Jesus is that place and out of Jesus comes creation. And so we talked about that in story number one. We talked about the crown of creation in story number two. And then today we're talking about the day man died. Okay. We're talking about the day mankind died all right now let's look into that so god let's let's put us back in the mindset of this story god has created this perfect universe god has created 
this perfect new planet and is everything is good and, and God is crowned creation with kings and uh, with a king and so the king of creation is 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 ruling the planet there's dominion everywhere uh they're multiplying they're being fruitful which is interesting because we they are being fruitful and multiplying and they have not had kids yet <laughs> so that goes to show you again purpose starts in the spirit before it ever reaches the natural so they're walking in purpose and then we come into another part of the story now we do not know how wrong Adam uh, uh, the man and the woman because Eve doesn't have a name until after the fall which we're going to find that as we continue so uh, Eve is not her name her name is simply woman in the Hebrew it is Ish and Isha Ish and Isha is what they is is, is the man and the and the woman is Ish and Isha the man is Ish and the woman is Isha so when you see the Adam we're always talking mankind and then when you see Ish or man, we're dealing with the male version of the mankind. And when we deal with Isha, we're dealing with the female version of the mankind. And when you track those Hebrew words, you're going to see it every time that the word, the name Ish comes up, we're talking about the male version of humanity. But whenever Adam is used, because Adam is actually a Hebrew word. Did you, did you know that? Adam is not an English word. Adam is a Hebrew word. And it's a Hebrew word for humankind, for man kind for the human race okay so we get this we got man and woman in the planet for a however long uh and we do know there is time because time was created in in genesis chapter one the bible says that he gave us the sun and the moon and the stars and signs to mark the seasons and to mark the time so we we have time we just don't know how long that time was before we come into the genesis 3 story in the Genesis 3 story, we have the Garden of Eden, which is the garden that God planted for the king, for the king of the earth. God planted it. All right. God planted a garden in the earth for the king, for the king of the earth. And the garden was the garden of God, the garden of Eden. You see that garden come up numerous times in the scriptures. And we'll probably uh, bump into it as we go along throughout this year. But so God plants a garden in the planet for the king of the planet and he plants this garden in the part of the planet called Eden notice this is a garden in the planet we don't know what the rest of the world looked like well we get some insight to it when they get kicked out but we don't know what's really going on in the rest of the planet at this point of the story because the mankind the kings of creation are placed in this garden and it's just a garden it's just a small part of the earth that God created because remember Genesis 1 God created the whole earth he, there's vegetation in the whole earth. There are trees and different things in the whole earth. But what happened is God then plants a garden and places man inside of the garden. Now, if you go into deeper studies, you're going to find out that if you pay close attention to how Genesis describes the Garden of Eden, is very similar to the descriptive terms that will be used for a temple, for a sanctuary. So uh, that's very important to pay attention to because we see that the story of the kings of the earth starts in the temple <laughs> starts in a sanctuary that God creates for them and then and then watch this when God comes back on the scene 
through Moses in later years, what happens? God says, I want a tabernacle. I want a sanctuary. I want a temple. Solomon, I want a temple. David, I want a temple. I want a temple. And we all we get all the way to the book of Revelation. And where do we find ourselves? A- again, in the temple, in the sanctuary, in the dwelling place of God. Um, so I'm, I'm telling you, that is loaded with secrets and revelation there. So when you pay attention to it, you get little insights to it. So man is put here in this garden, in this temple, in this sanctuary that God created for the king to rule from. Because God always rules from the sanctuary. <laughs> His throne is in the sanctuary. And he wanted a human representation of him. So then he put the earth's king in a sanctuary on a throne. And so they're ruling and reigning. And then the serpent comes in and deceives the woman. And, and, and you can read that story in Genesis 3. But I want to highlight some things here in the story about what happened is that God tells the mankind you can eat of every tree in the garden. And if you pay attention to the story as well, you notice that prior to the day that mankind died, all of mankind and all of the animal species were all vegetarians. God gave them, they said they could eat from any fruit they wanted to eat from. They could eat from any tree they wanted to eat from. Uh, but you don't hear any mention of eating animals until you get later on in the story past the, the, the day that mankind died is what I'm calling it or and even furthermore so into even the flood the story of the flood that we're eventually going to get to but but you, you pay attention so their, their dietary plan is laid out their way of life is laid out and God makes a statement that you can eat of any tree in the garden, but I don't want you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That word knowledge there means to know and to and to know by experience was what, what, what was God saying? I don't want you to eat of its fruit. And now now I'm going to plug here my opinion about something based on what I've studied. Now, I'm always going to try to be uh, um, adamant about what I'm finding from the scriptures and what I what I'm saying is just my opinion. So I'm telling you right now, what I'm getting ready to say is part my opinion based on what I studied of the scriptures, okay? Is that when you look at the the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you look at eating their fruit, I don't personally think we have a real grasp and understanding of what that fruit is was we automatically go to fruit that you eat like an apple or orange or or banana or, or something of that uh take but but i think there it was something a little bit more to that if it was going to alter my experience if it was going to alter uh, my my encounter and my being and if you pay attention to the scriptures whenever trees are mentioned trees always represent Presented people. All right. Again, I'm, I'm now I'm giving you this is factual when it comes to scripture. Now I'm, I'm mixing that with my opinion. So please stay with me. Trees, when you read in the Bible, are always representation of people. Now, the Bible says that you will be like what trees of righteousness. In the, in the prophets, he says that. In the book of Psalms, he says that a righteous man will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. When we get into the New Testament and going into the epistles in the book of Revelation, we find out that Jesus is the tree of life. <laughs> so Jesus is a tree. So 
So watch this. And Jesus provides healing for the nations. So watch this. I think that the, the trees and the gardens had to do with other uh, 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 forces that were there that Adam, the mankind, had to decide who are we going to represent? Are we going to represent the great God Jehovah or are we going to represent these other fallen entities in this garden? Because you have to remember that the mankind was not the first race to be in the planet because we find out from the book of Revelation that Lucifer, Satan was here on the planet before Adam was because the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 that when Satan got cast out of him because Satan shows up in Genesis 3, how Genesis 3, the serpent didn't break in on Adam. <laughs> the serpent was there the whole time. That Satan was there the whole time. Revelation 12 tells us that Satan got kicked out of heaven and where did he get kicked out of heaven too? He got kicked out of heaven to the earth. That's what your Bible says in Revelation 12, that Satan was kicked to planet earth. Then God came to planet earth and renovated everything and then created an entire new race to, uh, of, of creation and made them kings. So watch this. I think the fruit here would not have been something that was real, actual edible fruit uh, that you that you eat necessarily like an apple or banana. My opinion now, this is the note here. My opinion is that when we're talking about fruit, we're talking about the, the what the Bible calls the fruit of a person, the deeds of a person, the words of a person, the actions of a person. And so that's just all interesting to me. I'm not making it doctrine. I'm not um, making it dogmatic. That's just my opinion based on some things I've studied in the scriptures. OK, so what I'm saying is what I think happened is that what made Adam and Eve eat of the fruit, what they did was eat of the words of this serpent. The serpent was in the tree. If you pay attention to the story, the serpent was in the tree and gave them words and told them that, you know, you you need to know you need to eat of this. You need to take these actions, take this experience, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Take this experience so that you can know and be like God's is what Satan said. And the thing is, so prior to them eating of this tree, Adam and Eve did not have a knowledge of good and evil. The only thing they had was a knowledge of God. That's all they had. Their job was not to determine if something was good or evil. Their job was to determine, is this God? Is this God? What Satan wanted them to do is stop deciding if something was God and take on the role of deciding on, on if it was fair or not. You know, much like we do in our own personal prayers and our own and in our own personal lives, excuse me, <laughs> we're saying, God, this is not right. God, this is not fair. God, how can this happen? How can this be? What are we doing? Eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil again and again and again and again, instead of staying in the fact of is this God? Is this God? All right. So they ate of that. And the and God warned them that when you eat of it, you are going to die. Now, let me give you something about death. A synonym for the word death simply means separation. It means to end partnership with. All right. That's a better way to put death is to end partnership with. So if I talk about physical death and what we're talking about is a person ended their partnership with their physical body. When I talk about to be um, brain dead, what, what is what is that? Is that person has ended their partnership with their brain. So they're not able to move. They're not able to walk. They're not able to communicate, send uh, brain signals to their mouth to talk. Why? Because they've ended their partnership with the brain. So 
death is is the end of a thing. It's the separation of a thing. Is that is to end a partnership. So God said, if y'all eat of this tree and decide that you want to call the shots on what's right and what's wrong, you're going to end your partnership with me. And what happened? The Bible says they ate of the fruit. They they digested that fruit. The Bible says Eve was deceived. Adam was not deceived. And they partook of that fruit. And their eyes were opened. What? Their eyes were opened to the fact that they were never called to, to decide whether or not something was good or something was bad. They were only called to decide if something was God. But when they ate it, they, they realized, oh, my goodness, We've been separated from our partnership. So what happens? God comes in the cool of the day, which we uh, uh, if you've heard my teaching on the cool of the day, you understand that it's not the cool of the day is that God came in the middle of a storm. <laughs> and when you track that through scripture, you find out that God always shows up in the storm It's how God manifests himself. So God shows up in the middle of a storm. And they are terrified and they are running from him and they are hiding from him. Why? Because they know we, I'm not at peace with God anymore. Me and God are not uh, in harmony together anymore. Why? Because our partnership with him has ended, which means our calling to represent him in the earth has ended, which means we don't have the dominion we used to have. We don't have the authority we used to have. Now we can't even be fruitful and multiply like we used to have. So now now what we're only left to do is to be fruitful and multiply physically. We can only now have physical children and, and multiply our physical seed because we've separated ourselves from the partnership of the Godhead. And so our entire purpose has been ruined, has been destroyed. And what happens? Part of when God comes on the scene and talks to them, he says, you know what? You, you guys, what you did by ending our partnership is that you made it to where I can't have my offspring in the earth anymore. You guys were supposed to carry my offspring from generation to generation. Multiply my seed in the earth. And because you've ended it, the day mankind died is the day that God lost access to getting his offspring into the earth. So what did God do? God said when man makes bad decisions, when man makes poor decisions, in order for me to reverse the decision, the bad decision of a man, I've got to release a prophet. <laughs> now, I'm going to try not to flip this microphone over <laughs> while I'm recording this podcast and I'm out of time. So I've got to rush through this. But I'm telling you, God said, if, and if I want to reverse the poor, bad decisions of a man, I've got to release a prophecy. And so God prophesied into the earth that what I'm going to do since you ended my partnership, you ended my right to have my offspring in the earth because that's where you were supposed to be. My offspring in the earth as kings. Because you did that, what I'm going to do to get my offspring back in the earth, I'm going to prophesy that now, now I'm not going to do it through the seed of a man, but I'm going to do it through the seed of a woman. I'm going to put my seed in a woman. I'm going to bypass the man and I'm going to put my seed in the woman because when my seed gets inside of a woman, this is what God was prophesying. When my seed gets inside of a woman, it will be a sign to you that my offspring is coming back into the planet. It is what Jesus Christ came to do was get God's offspring back into the planet. Now, when I tell you when we get to the New Testament, we're going to have a 
good old time with that. But that was the well, that was the prophecy. The day mankind died was not the day that it was just over and done and 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 let's just close the book. No, God said, okay, mankind, you chose to die. You chose to end our partnership. But I'm gonna give you a prophecy in Genesis chapter three that there is a day coming when I'm going to bypass the man and I'm gonna give the woman my seed so that I can get my offspring back into the planet so that I can get kings back into the planet. That's why Paul said in Romans, you've got to reign in life. Watch this with grace and righteousness to reign as kings in this life. Why? What was Paul talking about? He was talking about that prophecy. He was talking about the fact that the day mankind mankind died is the day God prophesied. My offspring will be back in the planet again. But this time is not going to come through the man first. I'm going to put it inside of a woman and I'm going to get kings. I'm going to get a kin. I'm going to get family back in the earth that's going to uh, pro- uh, just uh, produce and, and produce and reproduce my offspring in the earth. That, my friend, is story number three. That is the real story of the fall of mankind. It wasn't just over and over and and out and we're done. No, it was the day man decided to end their partnership with God. And now we're about to see the story of how God, little by little, tries to restore that partnership all the way into the New Testament. Well, friends, I'm out of time again. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Please go back and listen to this again, and it will bless your life. And share, share, share this episode. Share it. I want as many people as possible to fall in love with the stories of the Bible and to begin to hear them a little differently. So follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, find me Scriptures Revealed Podcast, find me on YouTube. I have different types of episodes on there as well. You want to be a part and be on the lookout. I have a special conference that's coming that you want to be on the lookout for. I love you guys and I love the Bible and I see you all next time. God bless.